You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily St. Louis Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. My name is Lucas Smith, the St. Louis Cardinals mega fan and your host for the show. Thanks for tuning in today and every day. You tune in. Much, much appreciated. Uh, Cardinals fall today to the Mets after a five-run seventh inning by New York by the score of 5-3. to three. Um, Pitching looks pretty good for the most part, so we'll talk about that. But um, but before I do talk about the um, the game, let, let's go ahead and let, let's get right into it. Let's talk about the, the breaking news, if you will, um, from, from the Cardinals camp or at least the news, Miles Michaelis is not throwing his bullpen session tomorrow, um, according to Mike Schilt. Um, he played some aggressive catch today, but will not be progressing uh, out of soreness in his shoulder. Uh, he's going in for more imaging. Um, so Schilt was quoted by saying, that will impact the beginning of the season clearly. So it doesn't seem like Michaelis is going to be ready for opening day. And if that is the case, that is a... You know, granted, with all the pitching depth, that still is a problem. They were, they as in the Cardinals were going to rely on Michaelis to get a lot of innings, and beyond that, just to, to be, to be effective. They they were looking to him to, to be their probably their third, maybe fourth, but probably closer to, to three, maybe even second starter behind Jack Flaherty. And now the the start of his season is either in jeopardy or he won't be ready by opening day, and that that is a problem. And you would think that that would open up the opportunity for Alex Reyes to be a starter. However, the other breaking news, I guess, if you will, is the fact that Carlos Martinez officially, according to Mike Schilt, based on a tweet from Jeff Jones, that he will be officially heading into the bullpen. Quote, starting this year doesn't make a lot of common sense. Uh, end quote. That's from John Mozeliak. Um, target's probably going to be around 100 pitches. Mike Schilt says, quote, clearly this is a case where all things where all things being equal, Alex would be in a rotation, but they're not, uh, end quote. So, you know, they're going to gear him up to be able to start next season. And, um, yeah, I think it, it is what it is. It, it, it's it's concerning. You know, I talk about the, the depth all the time and how excited I am. And, you know, Rice is able to pitch a scoreless inning today, which I'll talk about in, in segment number two. But just talking about the general um, – yeah, just the, the the general worryment, if you will, of, of losing two of two guys, or not, not losing two guys, but having one guy lost because of injury, or at least delayed because of injury, and then you're having Alex Reyes uh, not start. And I think a lot of fans would have been really excited for him to start, and it, it just it isn't going to work. And I think he he's going to be just fine in the bullpen. I have little to no concern, little to no doubt of his bullpen ability. Uh, yes, you know, with that stuff, maybe you would like to see it in, in the starting rotation, but I really am excited for, for him in the bullpen because, yeah, he, he can rely a lot on that fastball, curveball stuff, and he, he can be a hybrid. He could be a guy that could pitch three or four innings out of the bullpen if you need on, on a weekday, and then you just don't pitch him for another four or five days, and you go from there, especially if, if you want the workload to be 100 innings, you're going to have to have um, some some longer outings. And I have no problem with, with pushing him um, a little bit longer than, than you would, say, uh, Hannesis Cabrera or a Jordan Hicks or even a Giovanni Gallegos, for that matter. Uh, I, I think that Reyes is a guy that can go multiple innings. He's been a starter pretty much his whole career. 
other than, you know, obviously since since the injuries and in major league time started. But in the minors, that, that's what he was geared up towards. That's what he, his, his future probably is in the St. Louis Cardinals system. So you've got this this guy that can start, and you would have liked to have filled that hole of Michaelis, at least at the beginning with Alex Reyes, but not going to happen. And like I said, I, I am okay with that. I think that it, it is okay. I'm excited to see what Alex Reyes can do out of the bullpen. I think that he, he could provide some electric stuff. I say it all the time, but a bullpen with Gallegos, Hicks, Cabrera, Reyes, maybe even Martinez, although he did really well today to um, solidify him him in the starting rotation. Those three, three or four guys, Cabrera, Hicks, Reyes, Gallegos, four guys, That that's an electric pen. You've got really good stuff in that pen from the Gallego slider to the Reyes curveball to Reyes and Hicks' fastball and Hicks' curveball. Cabrera's curveball as well, or I'm sorry, Hicks's fastball, not not and slider, just nasty, straight filthy stuff um, out of, out of that Cardinal bullpen. You know, especially when you think about it, it's going to be towards the back end. Probably Gallegos and Hicks are going to spend most of the year in the closer role. So you've you've got some electric stuff. You've got great options in the back end of the bullpen. And to bridge that gap, you've got guys like Ponce Leon, John Gant, who is still probably in the running with first starters, especially now. You know, you really probably have three guys that that our starting rotation is in question. And I'll talk about Martinez, like I said, in the talk about pitching from from today's game in the first or in the second segment. But with Kim struggling and Michaelis now being hurt and probably not going to be ready to go, that's at least one with Michaelis, and I would argue two with Kim. And you know, I'm not throwing in the the towel on Kim yet or trying to be too pessimistic, but he has not looked good this spring and there's, there's no sugarcoating yet. There just isn't the only man. They're the only two guys in my opinion that have their starting spots locked up would be Jack Flaherty and Adam Wainwright. Adam Wainwright other than Reyes has probably looked the best this spring in his two, maybe two or three starts. He has for lack of a better word, just absolutely dominated. In, in Adam Wainwright, and I think that that's a good sign for, for Cardinal fans to see. But that said, you know, I'm not worried about, because like I said, the Cardinals have plenty of depth. And if Jake Woodford needs to start for two weeks when Michaelis comes back, I have no problem there. If John Gant starts for just a week, well, you know, whatever, you have Ponce de Leon start instead of KK Kim. They've, they've got plenty of options, and they have time to figure this out. I mean, I know we're, we're starting to get into mid-March, Hence, you know, like I say, starting, uh, we're not we're not there yet, but I, I do think that there is, you know, we're starting to to, to see like okay, we, we got to get some some decisions made here, um, and we saw that today with Alex Reyes, the decision to um, to make him a bullpen guy. So a little bit of a short segment for segment one. Segment two is going to be about the pitching from today. Segment three is going to be about um, the offense from today and how I think that Justin Williams and Austin Dean is a decent battle for that fourth outfield spot um, or even fifth if you're talking about Lane Thomas. But that'll be the show today. A um, little, little dinner episode for you guys. And then tomorrow, Wednesday, is Division Day again, and it'll be me and Jeff Carr talking. But um, So, yeah, so, so, that, so I think that the starting – the starting pitching news, if you will, the Cardinals have have garnered the last three or four hours. It's uh, it's nothing to be too concerned about. So I'm not, not not uh, not fretting by the any stretch of the imagination. So segment two is going to be about the, the loss today, about the pitching side of things specifically, and then um, stay tuned for the offensive breakdown as well. All that coming up in just a moment. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. 
Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oils, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices that you prefer. Best of all about those prices, they stay reliably low at rockauto.com and are the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com So, I know we're talking uh, pitching-wise here in this segment, but offensively, if I'm a betting man, I'm not I'm not betting Matt Carpenter to to uh, to be starting here in 2021. And if you want to bet generally, betting on baseball doesn't have to be a guessing game. If you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling, get daily plick. Picks, blowout specials, wrong team favored picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get your podcasts. Especially with uh, March Madness. You can probably win some money with March Madness with that coming up as well. But yeah, Matt Carpenter talk coming up in just a little bit in segment number three. But Carlos Martinez looked pretty good. Um, and some of the highlights that I was able to watch, um, you know, it was televised on SNY, so I wasn't able to. Um, watch the game live, obviously. Um, but I was able to um, watch watch some of the highlights. And Martinez looked pretty good. His breaking stuff looked good. His final line um, ended up being, you know, he was just the second guy outside of Adam Wainwright to pitch consecutively into the second inning. And he ended up going three innings, giving up two hits. He did walk two, but he struck out three. And like I said, he just looked good. Breaking pitchers were good. And just for Martinez to get a scoreless inning or you know a scoreless outing rather if you will under his belt that's a huge huge positive for Carlos I tweeted it before the game if Carlos ever needed a good game today was that day and he delivered he, he really did I mean it would have been hard for him to to pitch worse than he did in his last outing and to um but there was definitely cause for concern of like oh maybe he's uh maybe he's not taking that step forward like like we thought and you know obviously I'm not trying to get too high or too low after each start, but this was a step in the right direction for Carlos. And especially if he's able to string a couple starts uh, positively in a row, and that bodes really well for Carlos, um, especially now with, with Kim struggling and Michaelis not being ready for opening day. Martinez is definitely going to probably slide into that number three or four slot instead of that fifth slot in the starting rotation. So really, really good things that, that, that I saw in Carlos, uh, it's Carlos today on the, on the highlights and everything like that. And yeah, I think that, that if Martinez is healthy and if Martinez is able to pitch to his ability, um, which, you know, it's, it's always a big what if with Martinez, but if he is able to do that, then that is a huge plus for, for the Cardinals. I, I don't think there, there's any uh, denying that in, in that the, the, I'm not saying that they need him to be top of the line to, to win the division or to be successful, but a healthy and an effective Carlos Martinez goes a long way towards that goal. And behind him, I, the guys that I talked about in the back end of the bullpen, Cabrera and Reyes, both pitched very well. Reyes struck out the side, gave up two hits, but he was able to navigate around it. Um, Cabrera struck out one in a scoreless inning. Good to see him get a solid outing, as well as Tyler Reb. 
Angel Rondon, or Rondon struggled. Yes, there was the error on Gorman, so he only was credited with two earned runs, but all five runs came around to score, uh, were charged to him. I thought Seth Elledge had a nice rebound outing, as well as Cody Whitley. So the, the pitching was, was pretty positive today for the most part. Yes, you know, five runs, you, you'd like to see that <laughs> be lower, but again, the, the error doesn't help there. And with, with you know, Rondon, or... Um, yeah, Rondon, rather, excuse me. Um, he, he's not going to make the opening day roster. There's never, to, to my estimation, there's never um, a guess that he would. It was always, you know, he, he's a top prospect, so they protected him from the Rule 5 draft last offseason. And he, yeah, he, he's a guy that, that's just trying to get innings. I don't see him making the, the Major League roster by any stretch of the imagination. But, you know, I'll tell you what, if the Cardinals pitching staff can strike out 10 a game, that, that's a big win. Um, six walks, you don't like to see that. Rondon walked two, Martinez walked two, and Elledge and Whitley walked one apiece. Um, you would like to see those numbers get a little bit more, um, drop a little bit, obviously, but I do think that pitching was a big, big positive today. Um, like I said, other than that little blow up there in the seventh inning, that was uh, most of those unearned, run- most of those runs were unearned um, because of the error, but Mark my words, this pitching staff is going to be special. This pitching staff is going to be good. They're, they're going to be able to get outs and not give up a lot of runs. And, you know, I know the defense faltered today, but for the most part, this defense is going to be legit behind behind them. So there aren't going to be too many miscues or misplays on the defensive side of things for, for that to happen, uh, for, for unearned runs to happen. So on the whole, with the stuff that this pitching staff has, both in the starting rotation and in the bullpen, and combine that with the effective defense that the Cardinals have behind those pitchers, this pitching staff is going to do, do some special things. I said it on, I was a guest on a podcast on Monday, um, yesterday rather, and you know I, I really do believe in this pitching staff. I think it's going to be pretty electric for the most part. And like I said, they're not. I've said it a thousand times. They're not. Gonna, they haven't made many pre top ten lists in terms of top ten bullpen, top ten rotation. That's fine. Like I get it. Both in terms of. Um, it makes sense, but also like that's fine. Watch out, you know. Both of those mindsets are there, so I really do have a lot of confidence in the staff, and I know I've been very, very, very adamant about it. And yesterday was no was no exception, um, especially with the positive step in the right direction for Carlos. So, so yeah, that, that that's the the pitching side of things, if you will, offensively. A little bit more struggled, but in the next segment, I do want to talk about um, an interesting battle that's kind of developing for that fourth or maybe even that that fifth spot um, in the uh, in the outfield between Austin Dean and Justin Williams. Um, got some got some interesting comments, I think, on that, and uh, I think that both of them could provide some some punch to the Cardinal bench. Um, so we'll be talking about that. Um, one more ad break coming up here in just a moment. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action, and you can reach them by going to betonline.ag. Football might be over, but NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are all in full swing, and baseball is right around the corner. BetOnline even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. They have real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. 
BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds that you need to know. It's the best place to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. And above all, it's the only place we trust here at the Locked On Podcast Network. Head to the website, betonline.ag, or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Once again, the promo code for the 50% off is Locked On. Locked on promo code for your 50% welcome bonus at betonline.ag. We talked about it a little bit yesterday, or a little bit earlier on the show, rather. Uh, Wednesday, just again tomorrow, division crossover day across Locked on MLB Network. Um, our podcast will be crossing over with Locked on Reds. Um, it'll be super fun. We, we, we talk, we, we compare third baseman. We compare, um, yeah, we just kind of break down the Reds and Cardinals, what the series are going to look like. So be sure to tune in tomorrow for that special crossover edition and check out other crossover shows in our division to start scouting the competition. Um, so to finish up, talk about the offense from today's game. Um, and, you know, team only scored three runs. And yes, I get that not a lot of regulars in there. You had Matt Carpenter, Molina, um, Kisner, probably um, the only guys, and, and Dean and Williams, obviously, as well. But probably th- only four of the f- nine guys that started are going to make the opening day roster. And you had them go one for six with runners in scoring position, eight left on base, one extra base hit of the three hits that they were able to garner against the Mets pitching staff. Um, two of those against Taiwan Walker, the starter. So... Not great in terms of offensive production, and that's okay. Uh, Kisner went one for three, and Justin Williams went two for three. So I want to talk about this outfield battle. Austin Dean is a right-handed hitter. Justin Williams is a left-handed hitter. Numbers are comparable this swing, this spring. Excuse me. Williams has a little bit of a better uh, slugging just because of the, the home run and the double and stuff like that. So I've always liked Justin Williams. I think that he could provide some pop and not only um, provide pop, but he, he's a left-handed hitter. Yes, the Cardinals have Matt Carpenter, who's going to be left-handed hitting at second base. But you're going to have Kisner. You're going to have Lane Thomas, most likely. And you might have uh, Edmundo Sosa, but it depends on if the Cardinals want to go with an extra outfielder uh, or two extra outfielders or an extra infielder. It could be interesting to see if Dean or Williams or neither make the Major League Ball Club. But I just think with the Cardinals' lack of... Uh, third base, or not third base, left, left-handed left hitting thunder, if you will. Justin Williams makes a lot of sense. They had an opposite field home run today. Apo taco, as they say. So I think that, um, yeah, I just think that um, it would be beneficial for Justin Williams to be on the team more so than Austin Dean. And I, I like Austin Dean. I'm not trying to just speak ill of him, if you will. I thought he, he's he's done okay things for St. Louis. Not Nothing too out of the ordinary and nothing too... Too negative or too positive for that case. But I just think Justin Williams being able to provide power off the left-handed side of the dish is really beneficial. Because the only other guy you're going to have is Matt Carpenter. Matt Carpenter is still hitless this spring with a 188 OPS. I know you can't pay too much attention to spring training stats, but going hitless is going hitless. He was 0 for 2 today with a walk and a strikeout, left two runners on base. I just, you know, we heard him talk about improving bat speed and everything like that, and I, that, that pitch that Walker struck him out on in the first inning was nasty, so I get that, but I'm, I'm still not seeing the improved Matt Carpenter that we've been promised now for two springs. I saw it last spring, then it just kind of fell off the table in summer camp and regular season. So, 
And I'm not saying the Cardinals should, should cut him or release him or anything of that nature, but you do have to wonder, you know, what, what is Matt Carpenter's future? Because, it, I mean, you know, I and mean also the same token, we saw in 2018 he struggled mightily out of the gate, ends up with a 30-plus home run season, season and garnered MVP votes. Um, yes, he was red hot in August, but he was really heating up starting in May. Um, so Carpenter has definitely the ability, or at least has shown the ability in the past to get hot. Um, so I'm not trying to, to speak ill of that. And I think that he definitely has the opportunity to get hot. And I, and I understand that, but if, if he thinks that second base is still an open competition, then I'm sorry. Then he's just plain flat out wrong. Because, like I said, he's hitless this spring, and his competition for second base, Mr. Tommy Eben, has done nothing but hit this spring and really impressed. Carpenter's made some nice defensive plays, but Tommy Eben has made some spectacular plays. 4 of 11 is Eben in spring training um, with three runs, stolen base, um, 417 OPS, or OBP, rather, 875 OPS, so... He's he's done nothing but impress this spring. Um, I get it; he's only played in five games, but um, at the same token, he, he is he's winning up the competition uh, between him and Matt Carpenter. And I, I there's <laughs> I don't think you're going to have too many people um, disagree with me on that. So Matt Carpenter is definitely an, an issue right now. And um, as as early as it is, you have to wonder if that's really going to change. Um. So so yeah so so that that's that's that. I thought it was it was an okay game. Cardinals fall to two three and three. Um, at least they didn't tie. At least we have a final and we were able to to judge a win or a loss. So that's gonna just about wrap it up tomorrow. The Cardinals also play at noon, but again tomorrow's episode is Division Day, and the Cardinals face. Uh, so I, I that that'll be my episode tomorrow. Thursday will be a recap on the game, um, and Friday will be a recap. Um, or Friday will be a preview rather of the weekend's games because the Cardinals. Uh, do not play on Friday. So, um, yeah, so tomorrow's game, the Cardinals play at noon, and they get a rematch with Max Scherzer. Um, Scherzer's ERA ballooned to 1080, and Cardinals are going to start Jack Flaherty, 27 ERA. That's Those two things are the main reasons why spring training stats, important, sure, but not, not the end-all be-all, especially pitching, because you have guys that are just going out there to work on one specific pitch and, and so on and so forth. So, uh, But I am excited to see or to... to to look at Jack Flaherty's second start, uh, really his third because he started in a B game, but Jack Flaherty um, looking to improve upon his, his outing from, from earlier, um, the opening day start, the opening um, spring start when and it was a rollover game, but he was only able to garner three outs, um, gave up three earned runs on four hits, 39 pitches. So um, I think Jack's going to turn around. I really do. So, so that's going to do it for today's show. Once again, be excited uh, for Division Day tomorrow and uh, be on the lookout for Thursday's show, recapping tomorrow's win or loss. So um, as always, my name is Lucas Smith. Uh, stay safe, stay well, and have a fantastic day. We'll